I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to the My Town podcast series here on the Listener app where we take a look at some of the great local stories in our part of the world. And in this edition of the podcast, we continue to follow the story of the Western Clydesdales as they return for the first time since 2006 to the Queensland Cup, now known as the Host Plus Cup. And joining me as always to talk all things local rugby league is Tony Coonan. G'day, mate. How you going, Lee? Good, good, good. I've I got to say, I, I, I got a bit of PTSD just being there a couple of Friday nights <laughs> ago. Uh, mind you, you, myself, solid, a few others, uh, just doing nothing but eating pizza and drinking beers while the boys were training. But like yourself, taking me back to the younger days of the training sessions over summer that are just part of playing uh, the game of rugby league. Uh, it was, for many of them, the first big hit out and... Uh, I yeah. tell you what, there was some struggles out there. <laughs> all, all I wanted to see is uh, Solid go out there and do yeah. a few sprints with the boys and then finish it with 20 burpees and <laughs> see how it goes. <laughs> I think I heard the 20 burps, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's for sure, yeah. after he'd finished his third can. Uh, but, uh, but you know, they were being put through their paces and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the, uh, the summer training uh, schedule. But I, I want to touch on this association with the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs and, and just the importance of that. Now, obviously, without that, we don't have the backing financially and as a, as a team with players and so forth to get us over the line to get back to the, the Queensland Cup. And that obviously is, is massively important. We wouldn't be sitting here talking if it wasn't for it. But there's so many other aspects to this, isn't there? And even on that night, there was a, a bloke there that was involved in training the Bulldogs and that had come up to have a look at what was going on in your training session there. Uh, he was a fit-looking unit too, I've got to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so they're, they're sending people up already and then you've got the great Gus Gould comes to town. What does that do to a playing group when a bloke like Gus walks in to address the troops? Yeah, so uh, we, we were there at training and Gus pops up and uh, the, the guys were having a bit of a team meeting, going through a few processes of what they were going to go through uh, during the night, watching a bit of video and that sort of thing. Yep. They watched videos of the training drills. Uh, wow. All we had was a coach screaming at us, trying to understand it. But anyway, they go <laughs> yes. through all the intricacies of the drill and then sort of just squeeze and very casually just walks into the room and the boys didn't notice and uh, uh, our assistant trainer, Sam Elvie's there and he goes, oh, Gus is here and the boys just uh, turn around in unison and then just, they 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 think it's Gus McKellar, who's yeah, a great, yeah. great coach, and they go, there's Gus Gould, and you can just see him sort of uh, go red or white or whatever. Uh, and I went, gee, I wish I had that effect on the boys when I rolled <laughs> up in the room. But he just got up and very calmly, you know, the way he sort of yeah. speaks and everything, you see those famous addresses that he does before State of Origin things. Yep. And it was that sort of calm, deliberate, uh, precise sort of address. And uh, it was amazing, just the impact that they had. And then just go, gee, you know, like uh, – it's just motivation to keep on going and going. And with this association with the dogs, the sort of things that are happening are uh, that uh, <clears throat> instead of our best players going away all the time, yep. our best players are staying. We have got different players who are coming in all the different grades from 16s, 18s. Some of them are going to St. Mary's. Some of them are studying here and only playing in our under 18s. But they're coming from Townsville and Rocky and Sunshine Coast 
and this is a step. Yes. They don't want to sort of chuck them straight down in Sydney. They found from their research and Gus has found from his research with uh, Penrith, yes. uh, with what he's done in Orange and Forbes and Bathurst, Forbes and Bathurst and those sort of yes. places, if they come straight in into Sydney, they get a little bit lost. So Toowoomba is a bit of a stepping stone now for them and they develop it. We've also got three guys who are down at Canterbury at the moment going through their pre-season. Yeah, right. So uh, a train and trial type stuff. So we're assisting with the funding of them of staying down there in Sydney. How brilliant. And they get that. Now, what we saw at training the other night, it's a step up from anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, isn't it? In TRL world, even oh, TRL representative. Game of touch and a couple of skewies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but down there, they reckon wow. it's just unbelievable. And apparently they're killing it, a few of them. You know, they're very surprised with the step up. And then they... Uh, after New Year, they come back, they come to here yes. and they settle down here, try to find a job here and continue and slip in with our squad. That is brilliant. And and, and the wider community also getting a taste of this already. I yep. say uh, so we had Gus addressing the boys at St Mary's. Mm. We put education first as teenagers. That's really important that they've got a plan B in case football doesn't work out for them or even when football's over because it's only going to last for so many years. Even the very best of careers, you know, you're only playing into your early 30s, so you've still got to plan for a long life after that. And uh, we've been very strict on the education part of it. And if we can get to them at a young age, so that they realise that in school, set themselves up well for tertiary education of trades or uh, other courses after that, it's really important. Which was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you, you hear that, you know, you, you get the, the goosebumps because of the way this bloke talks. So, so this you know, is having an impact across our wider commu- community as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And just simple things, if you look at stats and things like that, it's 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 really obvious. Like Gus's little uh, speech that he gave that was videoed, it was put up on Facebook, just got thousands and thousands of views. Yeah. And, and we went out and had lunch at the Royal Hotel the other day and we got some photos and 20, 25,000 people have... Uh, liked the wow. uh, the photos that are on there with Gus and everything. And it's just that sort of, that we are now part of something bigger. Yep. Uh, we not, that's what everybody wants, don't they? It doesn't of matter what, what, what you're doing. You want yep. to feel as though you are connected to something that's larger and better. And the sum total of everything that we're doing here is bigger than the Clydesdales now. No doubt about that. And that will culminate in a trial match in the early part of 2023. Are we are we still in line for one of those? Yeah, well, what's happened now is uh, <clears throat> very much the, the whole media thing has sort of dictated where the trial matches uh, are. Yes. So that's very, very strategic. And even we had Gus and Wayne Bennett uh, going into bat for us saying, hey, we really wanted a trial match here yes. in Toowoomba. That hasn't worked out because okay. of uh, stuff that's much, much bigger than us. And, and when you have Gus and Wayne not being able to win the battle, well, you've you got know, no chance here. Th- there's no need for me <laughs> to go in. Uh, so, <laughs> But of course, they're all televised now, see those trial matches. That, that, that's what it and is. And that's, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Because they've got, you've got to have that infrastructure for the televised scenario there. That, that's right. Yeah. And that's what's happened now. Okay. And they never used to be. So Bulldogs no. would say, hey, strategically, uh, we want to go to Toowoomba and yep. support Toowoomba and Southwest. Uh, now it, it's more media strategy for okay. our trial matches because, like you say, they're all televised. Yeah. So this is a hope at the present minute, and we really hope that it comes off. 
that they want to bring up their reserve grade side, which oh, is yeah. their New South Wales Cup side. Yes. And their New South Wales Cup side plays our Queensland Cup side. So uh, it's Queensland versus New South Wales, Brilliant. and we're on a similar sort of level. Yes. Uh, so that instead of us being the, the lead-up match to our NRL trial match, we are the headline act. It'll be Clydesdales versus Bulldogs. Okay. and And hopefully they bring up their... Under 21. So that's the hope, Lee. All right. Brilliant. Okay. So let's get back to over the summer. Uh, most of us are preparing to sort of wind things down a little bit and spend yeah. a bit of time indulging over the next uh, couple of months. But uh, these guys, they are going to be in full preparation mode for next year, I'm assuming. There won't be a lot of a, a break, I would imagine, over Christmas, would there? Yeah. There's, a, there's actually a couple of... Me- Weeks break oh, of wonderful. formality. Yeah, right. right okay, uh, but these guys—they're good, particularly in the host plus. Right, yep. uh, they don't want to lapse at all because even though they're working, they're not full-time footballers. And that's they, such a point. They get decent money, but their dream is to be there in the NRL. Yes. So they need to impress, and we've got some blokes at that very, very. Uh, important age of 21, 22, 23, where they're yep. going, righto, you've done this and this, th- your next step, we might grab you and take you down to Sydney. So they don't want to lapse in their fitness. So with the two weeks off, that's not that's two weeks of, of uh, Jason and yes. the coaching team doing a formalised training sessions, but they'll still be doing their own stuff. They okay. don't want to lapse. And, you know... Uh, They'll have a couple of beers here and there, I would imagine, of but they're not doing what we do. Not <laughs> or did, did, <laughs> yeah, and continue to do. Yeah. Uh, exactly right. I mean, it's a different game. Well, how much of a step up is it from from TRL? You, you mentioned it before. Mm. What what was the standard sort of training procedure for the TRL? Was it one night a week? Uh, yeah, for maybe two. Uh, for two, uh, two maybe three for. Toowoomba Rugby League A-grade yep. teams, and then it's a getting together and a, and a quite a professional run uh, with uh, rep sides and things like yes. that. And when you've got the elite players in the Toowoomba Rugby League in your team, yes, uh, it is really good because, you know, they're professional and they make sure that the training run goes very, very smoothly. Yep. With these guys, there's just... And this would be what four days a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they do least. their and own. And then they do their own thing on other days. Yeah, and yeah. and many of them still working. Yeah. Maybe got a young family. Yeah, uh, those sort of things. It's a, it's a massive commitment, isn't it? Yeah, and the biggest thing that I notice is just the lack of mucking around at training. Right, it's it's, it's serious, you know, and they go hard, and it's just that whole thing with with training. You know, our mind where. I'm buggered. Yep. In theory, you're not. That's it. You can keep on going and going and going. And these guys just uh, get just through do. that pain barrier and keep going. I noticed too on that uh, night when we came out to have a look uh, that there were a couple of blokes doing their own thing and they were on the injured list. Uh, mm. And there seemed to be a real sort of focus on exactly how they were going to fit into it and, and what they would do exactly to the to the week leading back up to getting back on the... Is is that a real jump up too from TRL where you'd sort of go, mate, I'll be right, she'll she be right. Yeah. Uh, where now they're monitored, they, you know, they'll mm. be getting scans and checks and things, uh, you know, it'd be a totally different scenario there too, wouldn't it, recovering from injury? We've got a training, uh, 
a very professional group of, of strength and conditioning trainers from FitLab. Oh, they, they, they really know their stuff. Yeah. But leading that whole program is Steve Nance, who Broncos, strength, head of strength and conditioning, Cowboys. Then he went to the Wallabies, wins, yes. wins a World Cup, wins an NRL with the Broncos. Then he goes over to Fulham in the English Premier League, and he's a head of strength and conditioning there. Wow. He's, he's there at our training sessions because of the FitLab. And then in the other corner, we've got Cameron Lillycrap, yes. uh, the physio, who, you know, Queensland Rugby Union team of the century, he was in as a prop. And he's won World Cups too as the head physio for the Wallabies. How fantastic. And, and so we've got these sort of guys at training, and, and you're exactly right. You just go, oh, I've got a bit of a niggle and everything. Yep. Uh, I'll push it and push it and push it, and then you can do damage on top of that. So we've got those separate a bunch of guys going. So it's not sort of like in normal sort of land where you go, I've got a bit of a niggling injury. I'll take the night off. No, yes. you're there at training and you're doing different stuff. And it might be stuff where you're uh, something led by cam resistant brand uh, bands type things. But the other interesting thing that we've got is we've got guys that turn up to training an hour early. Uh, and there's a guy called Tux and Jason talked to him and he goes, mate, I just want you to do work on your, short passing game and your hit and spins and everything. So he's there with a mate and they swap over just with the hit pads. And he's doing an hour of just hitting the hit pad, spinning and just unloading a ball. Um, there's, there's other guys working on their dummy half play who'll just be there an hour before training and they'll just do passes off the ground with a mate and wow. everything. Yeah. It's got to that level, and that is mm. extraordinary, you know. Mm. Uh, and that's the one percenters that make the very big difference that are going to get us, uh, you know, that edge to, to keep us in the competition in the Q Cup. Mate, it's the whole Cooper Cronk philosophy. Yep. You know, if you've heard stories about him of, oh, of yeah. what he what he did before training, and apparently yep. he was even doing it when he was at school. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and you hear the same for the likes of Nathan Cleary and many yeah. others, and it's a little wonder they're as good as they are. But uh, yeah. it's uh, it's really starting to get serious, and it's starting to get very, very exciting too. There is no doubt about that. Uh, that might wrap us up for this particular edition and for 2022. But, uh, stick with us, because when we come back next year, we're going to be talking about the lead-in to the very first game, how the teams are shaping up, how the cup shapes up, where you can watch, how you can be a cup member, all those wonderful things. And don't forget, follow along right across uh, the holiday season via the Western Clydesdale social media pages. There's always plenty of great stuff uh, going up there. Uh, Tony, as always, thank you, mate, and have a great Chrissy. And uh, too, look forward Lee. to talking footy again early next year. Okay, mate.